Undad is part of the Alberta Podcast Network and is powered by ATB. Oh, hello there, everyone. This is the Undad Podcast, and I am Trent Wilkie. The Undad Podcast is a podcast about family and how you are formed by your environment. There will be some swearing, there will be some caring, and there will be some sharing. I hope you put on your lucky jacket, because we're going to go on a journey together. episode is titled Good Witch of the True North. My name is Lindsay McNeil. I am a screenwriter, a film producer, and a tarot reader and Good Witch of the True North. You're adopted. Yeah. I'm adopted. Yeah. You found your birth mother? Well, I know my birth mother. So I was actually, um, I was apprehended at 16. Okay. And um, so I very much know who she is. Yeah. Um, and, but we're estranged. Okay. Yeah. And so you were, you were adopted at as the age of, as an adult. Yeah. What after the, foster what was, care. What was that? Foster care at 16? Yeah, I guess, eh? Because you're foster not an adult Foster care at 16, yeah. yeah. Um, and then adopted as an adult. I think I was 23. Yeah. Yeah. What's your relationship like with your mom? Oh, so strong. Yeah. With my adopted mom? Yeah. 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 Your like real mom. My real mom. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there's definitely, uh, there's a mystical bond that some people don't get um, outside of the adoption world, right? Mm. Where they they think, well, nature can you and love them? And yeah, can yeah. you love them as much? Yeah. And um I mean, people stop us, strangers stop us in the street, and they're like, you look so much like your mom. Mm -hmm. Like, we're actually not blood-related at all, Mm -hmm. but there is a fusion of energy that Mm -hmm. happens there for sure. What was that like? I couldn't even conceive it, because I I always knew I was adopted. I I always knew I was adopted. Never Okay, from, like, day one. As soon as I could understand what the word meant. Yeah. But what was it like being a 16-year-old and still growing, still trying to figure out your own ID, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have someone say, no, I love you at 16, 17, 18 as an adult. Come on in. Like, what was that? Like, was that was that a wonderful thing or was it something that was extremely difficult? Um, Like accepting, like, the, the love uh, there? Of, of ostensibly a stranger. A stranger, yeah. Well, Like, how long did it take you to call her mom? Um, A while, actually. Um, I wasn't sure what to call her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being 16 and living with... A, a woman, an mm-hmm. older woman, right? I didn't know how to describe that. And so I had some people be like, oh, you're living with an older woman, like art school stuff, right? Jeez so <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh, I should clarify this. We need terms, <laughs> names, like oh what God. is this, right? Yeah, my mom, the older woman's my fucking mother. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so we started off like um, she she was kind of peripheral to my family. Like she knew my aunt and she knew the kind of stuff that was going on in the home. Oh, so she. Oh, okay. So she wasn't a complete stranger. Wasn't a complete stranger. That's but I met her when yeah. I was like fifteen. Yeah. And um, 
because my aunt was like, I'm concerned about, you know, my sister's addiction mm -hmm. and there's a teenage girl involved. And so, um, so she kind of came into my life as like a big sister mm -hmm. of just, you know, she'd take me out for movies and, uh, dog walks. And it's like, she just wanted to be my friend because mm -hmm. she had been through something similar. Um, she lost both of her parents by the time she was 21, uh, to cancer and, and, uh, a heart attack, but addiction was in the home. Mm -hmm. And, um, so she, she was kind of the only adult that didn't lie to me. Mm -hmm. Like when I said, I think my mom's going to die. Like I'm, I'm watching this woman turn into something else and she's going to die. Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody else was like, Oh, you know, there's always hope. And, you know, things will get better. Don't worry. And it's like things do not get better. No, you don't. Time. You don't watch something get better. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, um, there's a late stage in addiction where you're just you're not dealing with the same person. Their essence is gone, and you're uh, dealing with someone that's just kind of reptilian reactive, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and that just brings a lot of like awfulness <laughs> into. A young person's life and uh, yeah Jane was the only one that looked me dead in the eye and said yeah she could die mm. you know my parents are dead like that's a potential reality mm -hmm. and I just felt relief from that of like finally someone is like Someone's actually like telling me the truth smoke up my ass. yeah and like really got the yeah. situation and she said you know what even then you can be okay mm -hmm. you could get through that as horrible as that sounds you're going to be okay. And so I'm like, Honesty I'll trust the basis this person. Of trust. I was, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Because that's what it is. Like, yeah. You, know, you have to trust someone. And that's where love is. That's why you get to choose your family sometimes. Exactly. Right? And yeah. so, you know, like she was a little bit older than I am now. Career woman. Like um, we laugh about this because we're writing our book together right mm -hmm. now of like all of this and, and how we became mother and daughter. And that's not a metaphor. You're actually writing. We're a book, actually right? writing a book because I'm writing yep. a book of love, <laughs> but I do it through having children yes. and family yes. and connectivity and yelling at trees. Yeah. Yeah. I like hugging trees. I don't yell at them. No, I'm, not a, I'm not a dendrophiliac. Okay? <laughs> okay. That happened once and I had just made some PCP. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Let's I, I, move I'd, on. I'd probably get on that train too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I don't think, you know, if you told anybody, you know, our age, would mm -hmm. you take in, you know, a potentially traumatized teenager from a dysfunctional crack house mm -hmm. that they'd be like yeah I'm prepared to do that like mm. no she did not feel that way at all and um you know I I walked or I moved into her walk-in closet because that's what she had available she had rented out the top of her house mm -hmm. um uh to pay for essentially her debts uh she was spending like 30 dollars a day on lattes and just living this disposable lifetime like lifestyle of nothing means anything mm -hmm. and i just want to you know live the single gal life and it, like it's just hilarious yeah. and uh you know the night i moved in it was more of i had nowhere else to go and i wasn't gonna make it through the night if someone didn't take me away from there and um and so she had like a empty fridge, you know, maybe a couple of V8 juices, <laughs> like 
mid nineties that was it's really three big. Meals. Look, it's three meals in a V. Exactly, VA. it's yeah. a vegetable exactly. and also a salty snack. Yeah, exactly, it's good for your bowels. And low calorie, <laughs> so I can have six of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible. I will say this just to interject there. Mm-hmm. That is a lot like being the parent of a newborn as well. You are completely unfucking prepared. Yeah, so and that's, that's fair. serendipitous in that's a, in a weird cosmic way. Yeah. yeah. So. And if I didn't bring my baby in, the baby wouldn't make it through the night. Well, it's true. That's very true. Yeah. It sounds like I'm trying to be funny, but at the same way. No, opening up your Opening up your heart to somebody. It's massive, yeah. right? And someone that is dependent on you mm-hmm. is massive. Um so, yeah, how it grew from there, I guess we moved from that, like, big sister role to kind of godmother sounded right. Yep. Because it's the parent that steps in when your parents can't be mm-hmm. available. And and she introduced me to spirituality yeah. of, you know, like, this stuff, this bad stuff is happening. But, like, let's find meaning in this. Mm-hmm. Let's find a sense of foundation, mm-hmm. right? And um, so she really helped me with that. And then, yeah, as I um, as I grew older, um, I think I was actually working for CJSR at the time and uh, traveling Canada on this grant, and we had to do this waiver of the emergency contact, and I realized legally our relationship was done when I turned 18. And so... So how old were you at that time? I would have been 22. Been 22? Okay. Yeah. And... Um, and you know, my, my head goes super morbid. So I'm like, okay, so if I died in a plane crash, the authorities would be trying to get a hold of someone that I haven't talked to in like, you know, eight years. And Jane has no legal right to my carcass. So that's weird. And, uh, she had gotten to a relationship and was like going to marry this guy. And so she wanted to be like, my role would be very defined. And, And it's kind of funny because she really pushed, like, I really want to adopt you. Like, I want to make this, you know. And I'm like, well, it's like we're married already. Like, why why do we got to? Common law. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like, it seems like it's important to you. But um, I didn't realize it changed everything for me in terms of being grounded and knowing where I belong and having, like, you know, like the name was changed on my legal birth certificate and that felt like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Like the family, you know, is Mm going to be mad, you know, even though they're just not here, Yeah. you know? And yeah, it's, it's hard to articulate, but I, I don't think I started calling her mom until after that. And she, she's writing quite a funny part in the book about this where I called her mom and she totally missed it. So we are like actually changing. I think it was like at the gap or some like benign, you know, store trying on clothes. And I'm like, mom, 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 uh, nothing. I'm like, Jane, yeah? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and I was like, wow, it just really got rejected there. <laughs> but she was just like, you know, oh, we're man. both in these separate stalls, and I'm kind of being like, that was awkward. And she's like, did she just call me mom? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So there's like, you know, a lot of beautiful parts of our story and mm-hmm. a lot of sad parts yep. of our story, like just with life. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, people don't really understand uh, 
the intense bond with being adopted, mm-hmm. but also the sense of it is really important to know where we've come from. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've done research or anything, but I I feel a sense of loss of not really knowing my heritage or mm-hmm. having, you know, kind of bits and pieces of the story missing mm-hmm. and, and having to fill in the blanks. And well, I've never realized it until... I had children, but I had severe attachment disorder. Yeah. Like severe, severe. Like I, yep. if I painted a picture through all of my relationships before my wife and I undermined every one of them. Yep. Um, mate relationships, like partner relationships, some friendship relationships too. Yep. But being adopted, I did learn that you can pick your family and they don't have to be blood. But yeah, yeah. like I'm still, I'm still coping with it, right? I'm still like, I still want to run every once in a while. Just totally. Get up and fucking head to the hills. I, I, um, I relate to that too. And that's something that I've been working through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book Attached, mm-hmm. have you read this? No, I haven't. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it, it speaks about the, the anxious attachment, avoidant attachment and secure attachment. And mm-hmm. then there's a particular fucked up 1% of us which is me, mm-hmm. where we're anxious avoidance. So it makes relationships very difficult because if someone wants to be close and and, and connect with me, mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, too much, I'm suffocating, push them away. But then if I'm dating someone and I often like to, who's really aloof, then I am like anxiety driven, like oh you are God. the one, let me lay myself at your feet. And sometimes you find someone who's just as fucked up as you are and you do the dance with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like that cat and mouse thing. Mm-hmm. And the book was really great in terms of we have this assumption that attachment is really gross. Mm-hmm. It's codependent. It's weak. Um, weak. Mm-hmm. And we need connection. Like mm-hmm. we're hardwired for it. And, you know, especially in my life and, and recovering from my own addiction and trauma and everything, uh, connection has been the only thing that's actually healed me. Yeah, It's not the therapy. It's not myself. It's not time. It's my ability to trust other people and have them there for me. Mm-hmm. But at times that's been completely overwhelming and I've really pushed that away in the past. Yeah. yeah. You said you overcame addiction. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment when you decided like that you knew? Like was that you had to like you were gonna go down a terrible path? Oh, yeah. Or did someone have to tell you or did a certain person have to tell you, like, was there a moment of clarity? Okay, well this is kind of spooky. <laughs> um I uh I heard a voice actually that was not mine. Um and of of course um kind of painting the picture of watching someone's addiction really kind of derailed the the mysticism of fun party drug world yeah right um but i vividly remember being super messed up in the basement of the black dog and catching my reflection in the mirror and just being like so disgusted and self-loathing with myself and i heard this voice and again so drunk Mm -hmm. so you know take that with a grain of salt um this voice said to me it was just like you are not your your mother's daughter this is not your path and whether that was just like a hallucination or whatever I felt that in every molecule of my being Mm -hmm. that I 
was not fulfilling my mission in some aspect. I was not being who I was supposed to be. And this was not, you know, I'm not serving myself. I was killing myself just on the installment plan, you know, mm. slow like. And the romantic, the romantic suicide. Oh, totally. Right. Mm. And, um, and there were parts too, like I really wanted to stop drinking mm. and, um, you know, growing up with that, it, it's just insane that I would ever touch anything mm-hmm. after you have surviving. First, firsthand. Yeah. And I was always afraid of being like my family mm-hmm. and um, and had a lot of self-righteous judgment mm-hmm. about that. And so I was never a daily drinker. Um, I I had, uh, I'd binge, I could have three, six months in between, but even though I really had this feeling of like, I don't want to drink, mm-hmm. something would shift and I'd end up in a blackout mm-hmm. and naked on someone's floor mm-hmm. at like 6 p.m., mm-hmm. you know, drinking the wine and being like, I don't know how that happened, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that would happen a lot. And um, I started dating this guy that was very uh, anti-drug, anti-alcohol. And I thought, great, I'll make this guy my higher power. I'm going to stay sober. You're totally not setting yourself up for failure. No. Though. You're totally not. Yeah, and no and I really meant it. I really, yeah. like, I loved who he was. And what is I it, wanted the path that. path to hell is paved with good intentions? Good intentions. Yeah. And two weeks into our relationship, I'm in a different city getting drunk every night because it's like my last supper. Like, it's like, oh. let's do this. And you were validating it by saying, One. I can stop it now. Totally. To- exactly. And... Um, I, I had never drank like a a full week bender like that. And with a girlfriend at the time who was like, yeah, like I'm not drinking like this anymore. Like, you know, we're 21 now, like this is a bit intense. Mm -hmm. And I was livid with her. And, um, my last drink, which was not intentional, was like in, uh, July, August, I'm not sure, 2004, um, sitting on the beach in Vancouver being like, I don't think it's right to hate my friend because she won't keep up with me. Like something, something with this alcohol business is like, this is red flags. Like I need to stay away from this. And so that started the recovery process, but much more involved with that Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, there's a big difference between being clean and being sober Mm -hmm. in my mind. New to the Alberta Podcast Network is the Let's Do Coffee Podcast. Produced by the Maji Center for New Venture and Student Entrepreneurship at Nate, the show is hosted by Daniel Van Vielen. Their most recent episode features an interview with Kyle Ganyan. Kyle is a local entrepreneur with a passion for virtual reality. Kyle is focusing on bringing an educational application to VR and shares the experience he's gathered from his entrepreneurial journey thus far. Find this episode at letsdocoffee.libsyn.com or find the show at nate.ca slash Center. Let's Do Coffee comes out every two weeks. You've been through a lot of shit in your life. For let's sure. Say. Let's say you've been through a lot of shit. Does yeah. that make you more, I don't want to say better, because more better isn't really. <laughs> More Does it better. make you more um, <laughs> open? Uh, does it make you more, does it give you a better ability to connect with people through tarot? I do you think you need think to go, so? do you need, think you need to be through the shit in order to do this better? 
Because I think it makes it a little more legitimate. Well, there's something about fully understanding the spectrum of good and evil, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's funny that I say it so glib like that, like not in a religious sense, but just in the spiritual the spectrum of everything, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, if I wouldn't have had my own struggle with addiction, I wouldn't have any compassion for my mother. Mm. You know? I wouldn't... I hate compassion. (laughs) I know. I wouldn't go through this process of like, oh, this is Mm. where we need to get through. And then when you do that, when you see things through the different lens of things aren't black and white, Mm -hmm. it's it's really... um, The spectrum is there. Um, I think I do have the ability to connect to certain archetypes, um, to bring my experience forward, to understand why things are happening the way they are. And, Mm -hmm. and also being a writer. And I know you get this too, of like, when we're doing a great story, we know our character has to go through the shit. Mm -hmm. Like we are going to take away everything they love. We're Mm -hmm. going to screw up their foundations and like have you're gonna have them undermine themselves 100 percent. and often good characters they are their own worst enemies so the battle of good and evil is happening in their own soul and mind i think it was david melch who wrote deadwood but he said uh he takes his characters and spins them against themselves yeah and that's how they developed and that's life and like in stories when we're immersed in a good movie when we're like enjoying that book we are what we're doing is actually watching the process of transformation happen, mm-hmm. right? Of going from separation, disconnection, defect of character, whatever you want to call that, into wholeness. But we don't want that process to happen to us, right? Like, yeah, I'd I, rather watch it happen. I like watching it happen. Yeah. I like hearing about what you're going through, but I don't want to go through the dark night of the soul. Mm. I don't want to have to be the fool at the edge of the cliff and have to jump and take Mm -hmm. that leap of faith. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want the void, the uncertainty, like, and two, like we were talking about before about the identities, right? Where Mm -hmm. I went from screenwriter to tarot reader and Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm still a screenwriter. I'm Mm -hmm. still going to write shit, like Mm -hmm. probably and open up that world. But how I struggled with even voicing that, Mm -hmm. that this is a new identity for me. I've struggled with that. It's like we get so attached to who we are. Mm -hmm. Tarot has really helped me build that relationship of our archetype is fluid. Mm -hmm. There are energies that we can harness and latch onto and like learn from. Um, And and, and it's part of our evolution. And even scientifically, you use the word energies, but Mm -hmm. there are still things we have no fucking idea. A hundred years ago- we ha- like if you were to put someone 100 years ago today, their mind would explode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just things that we just don't understand. And we will always there will always be things we don't understand. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people have a lot of times connecting with sometimes their own spirituality or their own. Yeah. Uh, or other people's spirituality, trying to understand it because there is yeah. a tangibility to, to a person's own belief structure. Absolutely. Right? And I think the key is that we all have to do our own independent investigation of the truth, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I, I, there's something valid about being part of a spiritual community mm-hmm. um, that's been crucial to my recovery and mm-hmm. my spiritual development. Um, but at the end of the day, I need to have an experiential shift or a moment, mm-hmm. something that happens in my body that you know, it's it's 
it's being acquainted and knowing the unknowable mm-hmm. and getting a little touch of that that is something that I don't have to explain. I don't mm-hmm. have to convince someone of. It's something that is just with me and that's okay. And, you know, I've I've been through, you know, agnostic, atheist, that kind of stuff. And atheists kind of make me laugh and mm-hmm. this may be controversial, but like um, most of the atheists that I know and they're like, oh, I don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. They actually very much have a very strong conception of God. They mm-hmm. just hate his fucking guts, yeah. you know? <laughs> or, or they hate they hate the people, they hate the people that represent that God. 100%, or, and that's so yeah. valid. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. like, um, and I think it's really um, getting a deeper sense of a higher power has to be something that is not, we're not able to comprehend what that is. Yeah. You know, it's not a personification of a human form. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah, and most atheists don't understand the, the word atheism. Totally. Atheism is against theism, which is against religion. Exactly. It's not against God. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And you know, religion has not. It, no, it's done they really, need really some well. Really good PR yeah. people moving in there and <laughs> cleaning all that they stuff up. They need a up. cleansing fire. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of a cleansing fire, what's yeah. what's that thing there? What do those things do? What's uh, that? What is well, it? Well, these are tarot cards. What? What do they do? Um, they basically, I feel, they tell you the story of your life in this snapshot moment. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a summation of a fucking summation, dude. Yeah. And these these ones are a little bit different than the regular decks. So okay. um, I. What is this deck called? Does it have a name? It is called the uh, Santo Morta by uh, Fabio Listrani, who is a, a graphic illustrator from Italy. So you'll enjoy these, That's actually. Gorgeous. They look kind of like comic book style. Oh, my God. Right? Those are beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of, like, skulls, the macabre kind of stuff, Day of the Dead. Like, there's mm-hmm. just beautiful colors here. And, um, and yeah, it's just it's fun. Like, there's some people um, – I actually had a hilarious conversation with someone – uh, last weekend, who's like, oh, you do tarot. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know that you're attracting really dark energy and there's actually only one true path to God, right? <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh, you do tarot. oh, did you know cool. that you're going to go to hell? And yeah. You're gonna do you know pr- that yeah, you're yeah. a witch that's going to burn the fire? Exactly. And I'm like, you're going to well, die of explosive fire diarrhea? We'll see yeah. about that. And when you are dying, I'm going to be like, told you so, because <laughs> yeah. that's what I need to validate I love those my conversations with yeah. people who are so certain about something. Yeah. And I used to be like that. I was, you know, Marxist, feminist, mm-hmm. like, so certain about everything mm-hmm. and as i get older i'm just like you know what i don't know mm-hmm. maybe that guy's right maybe i'm surrounded by ghosts all the time but mm-hmm. like i feel pretty good mm-hmm. so <laughs> i know that uh, in high school i was told to keep room for jesus and uh i felt like he was there yeah i kept pushing against him yeah pushing harder and harder oh, it's just very strong energy yeah yeah, yeah. love me some some j crew <laughs> <laughs> I I love the uh, the memes about uh, like the angry temple Jesus. I very much connect to that yeah. where they're like, "What would Jesus do?" It's yeah. like knowing angry temple Jesus. Yeah. It's like flipping over this table and chasing you with a whip is in the realm of possibility for me. So watch out. Yeah, what an interesting character he is. Yes, though, right. Diverse, and he's white, and he's not white. He's got yeah. blue eyes, and he doesn't. He's handsome. He's ugly. Well, and you know what's cool? Yeah. Going back to tarot here mm-hmm. is that you know, particularly the Rider Waite deck, which is like the most well known. Mm-hmm. 
um, very, uh, people will say, oh, it's like full of Christian uh, iconography and and symbology. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, sure. But the Christians also ripped off the Egyptians. And the pagans. And the pagans. Yeah. And there's certain things um, that I've come to through meditation of having an understanding of uh, recognizing some of the characters on a deeper level. Yeah. And, um, and that it's interesting that, you know, we have the story of like crucifixion. Mm-hmm. We have the story of the virgin birth. It's like, that's not just Christian. That goes into basically every culture yeah. that's like thousands of years before Christ. Exactly. Um, and so I've had this interesting thing of, do we just rip each other off, you know? And like, as a writer, and yeah, we get yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we're all the stories have been told, you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. take a little bit of this, a little yeah. bit of that. Or are we actually on like an... Um, Zeitgeist of, of yeah. belief. Yeah. Or an archetypal imprint that history actually does repeat itself. Mm-hmm. And that there are certain grooves that we are going to fit into and certain roles and characters we are going to play and be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's interesting yeah. to me. You made me, think of, uh, you made me think of something. Uh, and I hope this doesn't insult anybody, and I'm not trying to insult anybody if I say it. Um, we learn about, you know, the myths. We learn about Greek myths and whatnot. Yes. So in a thousand years, when children are going to be going to, you know, e-school, is Christianity going to be, well, maybe not a thousand, because it's been around for mm-hmm. two now, so it might live a little bit longer. But, like, when is Christ going to be, like, Odin or, yeah. you know, Zeus or, you know, Ra or... Yeah. And, and and is he already? That's exactly it, mm-hmm. right? And then what's going to be the new mm-hmm. the new Well, bag, hopefully, right? hopefully it's Scientology because I think they got I, I think, think it's, they're I think it's based something. on a decent man they who told are. the truth all the time. I'm full of thetans, yeah. I believe. I've been told. <laughs> I'm full of beans. The tarot cards have made it so <laughs> you play with that, you're screwed. Yeah. That being said, I will say, you know, yeah. man to woman. Yeah. Ouija boards, don't touch them. Why? No, don't do it. Why? No. Did you have a bad experience? Well, yeah, but they're real and it works. Yeah. And it's, um, I, I've always said, uh, if you think of a Ouija board is like, a good analogy would be like, who approaches you first when you walk into a crowded bar? The do bouncer. you want to talk to that person? Is it a quality person that's coming up and being like, hey. Let me see your stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you no, your so future. I'm, I'm a, yeah. I'll tell you your boyfriend's name. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> right? Like, you don't want to talk to that yeah. person. And the spirit world is no different, yeah. you know? It's like the higher beings, they don't have time for your bullshit. And they're not going to talk to you. They're indifferent, yeah. So the ones that are going to communicate, like... Oversharers? Yeah, you just don't want to be there. Yeah. Don't do it. And the people who want to help the most need the most help. Yeah, if there's... Especially if there's spirit. Any kids listening, yeah. just stay away from the low-level ghosts. Yeah, exactly. You go to <laughs> mid-range, you know... Exactly. A ghost that's gone to school. Yeah. You know? Have some education. Exactly. You Round know? up, man. Have some boundaries. Exactly. not going to try to get in the shower you with you. You deserve better ghosts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's really that's the message I want all yeah. like young women witches to really feel of yeah. like they they deserve to elevate their energy to better entities, <laughs> living and dead. <laughs> you know, it's like it's called self respect. What if I want a freaky, dirty, you know? Yeah, I've been smelly there. Smelly ghost, just yeah. to like 
get all up oh, in my ghost. spirit. Oh, ghosts. We're talking about ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. It's part of yeah. the experience. Yeah. I say, indulge. You need to know. Just go and get some strange. You, you know need what I mean? to know the good and the bad yeah. of those experiences. I want to die a guy who died on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the Plains of Abraham. You know, a little colonial. You know, well, I like that. very, like, he, Canadian. Yeah. yeah. You know, he stitched up his own wounds every once in a while out of necessity. Oh, yeah. Maybe one or two teeth. I just want to get in that, you know, and I want it in me. <laughs> and that's okay. But I have to want it. You have to have really to want it. it. Yeah. And I think a guy, particularly if he's cleaning up his own wounds, yeah. he's got a lot of self-respect. So you got to be true. that and he can to attract me. that. Because we only meet what we match, right? <laughs> oh <laughs> you are God. what you eat. Oh and now God. we're talking about cannibalism. Is there, is there a girl? <laughs> There's a girl in Australia who's marrying a ghost. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize yeah, I'll this. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Uh, I'll also put the link on, a ghost uh, or an incubus? I, I don't know. She calls it a ghost. If she wants to put a ring on it, I'm assuming that there has been some carnal knowledge there. It, she has had sex with the ghost several times. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not a ghost. Tell the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows what he <laughs> is. Wait a minute. <laughs> let's do. Let's do this thing. What's this okay. thing? What do you do? Because you. Because you. We talked about uh, before yeah. this about doing when you said well, we could do a three card one. That's what I'm thinking. I think so. Or we can pull a card and then maybe two clarifiers on that. Right? I, I've never had this done before. Okay. I've never, I've, I'm actually going to hand them to you okay. then so you can shuffle them. Okay. Get your energy mojo, Slimer spirit, Ghostbusters vibe on it. Good. Yeah. And it's typically, well, these ones are new, so they're a bit slippery. Quite yeah. Gorgeous, they are. Do I get to work keep these apart? No. Oh. No, I'd, I'd cut you if you tried to take them. Ooh. <laughs> what? You only have ten knives on I, your hand. I'm a spiritual witch, but I take no <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, what are you going to do, yell at my spirit? Yeah, and then you're faced with my fists. Exactly. So um, usually what I do is like a great way to introduce yourself to tarot is to, you know, pick a daily card. And okay. I do that on my Instagram stuff too where um, – People can uh, pick a card, either the left pile or the right pile, and mm-hmm. start building a relationship with their intuition, okay. like what you're drawn to. Because I really feel like kind of like in that synchronicity, the law of attraction, there's some Scientology in there with the things, <laughs> right? Help it, Tom Cruise. Exactly. Um, I feel if we have the intention to have the answers, you're going to get them, okay. right? Um, for the most part, it's just fun, mm-hmm. entertainment. Yeah. Um, Insightful. Yeah. And for other parts, um, it's uh, spiritual validation. And I do make a lot of people cry in the tarot sessions. So well, you, you if have you're a very straightforward. I'm just going to prepare you for Pick that. a card, stupid. It's welcome here. It's welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> you picked the wrong one, motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. How have you lived this long? I don't know. <laughs> Not me. I was saying if, if you were. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. Yeah. what we'll do is we'll have you yeah. uh, pick a card. And I would say just put your hand on the deck here. Okay. If people are going to prepare this for Halloween, this is what I would do. Okay. It's just close your eyes and really get in touch with your intention of what you most need to know at this time. Okay. I'm there. And then when you're called... Pick a card from anywhere. Could be the top, could be the bottom, could be the middle, wherever you want. All right. <gasps> Ooh. Okay, so why don't you tell me what you see from this card? It is a one of cups, mm-hmm. and it is a uh, goblet 
made out of a human, not made out of a human skull, but looks like a human skull with a dragonfly on it. Or yeah. a damselfly, actually. <laughs> it looks more like a damselfly to me, and I don't know why. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. Let's go with that. So maybe there's something uh, to look up in an animal speak yeah. insect uh, My field symbology. guides, one of my Peterson field guides. I can yeah. crack those up. Maybe an Autobahn. I don't well, want to get exactly. married about my field guides. But. So this card, and it's depicted differently. Okay. So I like the fact um, that different decks, the artists will bring something new to this. Mm-hmm. But essentially, um, in tarot, you have the major life event, which is called the major arcana. Mm-hmm. And then you have the minor in the suits of cups, wands, pentacles, and... Um, the other one swords there we go Mm -hmm. this girl needs a coffee apparently bring that brain back um so the cups represent our heart Mm -hmm. so it is the seat of emotion it is that kind of heart's desire calling it can be um the stuff that really inspires us Mm -hmm. often it's love it's um it can be the entrance of something new because it's the first in the in the suits of the one to ten. Okay. So what I would say here is that there's something that's come into your life recently. Uh, I would say new love, new family, uh, new job. There's something new here in your life right now, mm-hmm. or coming in very quickly, that is going to make you incredibly happy and feel just like this excitement, this spark of excitement. In Can your it be heart. like an awareness of something? Can it be that? 100%. Esoteric? Yeah. yeah, it can be. And especially like um, in this one, we see there's like a lot of rain happening mm-hmm. into the cup. And it's not running over, like exactly. the cup over type thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. So we've got the clouds there. So it also, mm-hmm. because we're working with this deck, um, I would say there has been a time of darkness mm-hmm. and maybe some feeling of being left out um, and not being fulfilled or or maybe some shadows, like d- that kind of depression, that dark energy that can hang a- around us sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that through the healing of that, because when you think of letting those emotions out, allowing yourself to feel something, bringing mm-hmm. tears forth, actually gives you permission to fill your cup with something and have an experience and own the experience of joy being returned to you. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't see any negativity in any of that, though. No. Like, and I'm not saying that you're saying that. No, and, and in tarot... Some people would, though. Dark there cloud, isn't. Rain. I love the rain. It's also a bog. But see, that's the important thing when we talk about the spectrum is Mm -hmm. people get so attached to this is a bad thing that's happening in my Mm. life, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the negativity or it's like a breakup or, you know, loss of job or something Mm -hmm. or I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. Therefore, something may be wrong Mm -hmm. when actually when you have gone through the shit, Mm -hmm. I feel very qualified to tell people that the shit is actually the fertilizer, mm-hmm. right? And so it is an indication of you moving through, mm-hmm. not it's a breakthrough, not a breakdown. And you're you know? you're in, interpreting the card. You're mm-hmm. not interpreting me. I'm exactly. interpreting what you're saying yep. about the card. So I am ostensibly. You doing, have to take yeah. what resonates. A lot of people for think you. fortune telling. You're going to tell me my future. All that stupid bullshit. Yeah. But you're just basically showing me a picture, and I get and telling me like what what I could think of it and what it could mean. You're this is the story. You're translating it. Yeah, yeah. this is the story. And sometimes um, I am called to say things that don't make sense to me because mm-hmm. when I'm reading with people, there's certain energies that don't resonate with when I do a reading for myself. Mm-hmm. 
And I always try to check that to make sure I'm not like projecting my issues, my mm-hmm. things, my lens onto the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, when I'm really called to do that, mm-hmm. that person needs to, to hear it mm-hmm. and it's accurate. That makes sense. But I always gut check that. Yeah. Because you don't want to lead people down, no. right? So let's do some clarifiers on this because that will give us a better idea. So pick, let's say, three more cards here. Okay. Wherever you want. The same way, whatever I want to do? Sure. There's no right or wrong way to it, right? Ah, yeah. So we have another cup here. Major Arcana. And... Cool. Of course, it's swords. Swords. Fucking right, man. I love too. You've got like there's the clouds again, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to start seeing some synchronicity within the cards, mm-hmm. and and it portrays a different story here for me. We also have a feminine character here. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say it looks very fertile. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that can be an archetype or an actual person. So let's just say this is like past, present, and future. Okay going with the theme of the Ace of Cups. Mm -hmm. So the Four of Cups here, as we see, I'll describe this, we have um, uh, a skell, or a skellington, I keep saying that. Jack skeleton. Skeleton, there. Um, I have to say it slowly because I am a freak for the Nightmare Before Christmas. We see that he, I'm just a freak. Um, We see that he's very dejected. He's like downcast and like looking at the things that haven't worked out for him, right? Mm -hmm. And in doing so, he's actually allowing his cup to be emptied. Which is his head. Which is his head, Mm -hmm. right? But being a cup, this is the experience of dissatisfaction, Mm -hmm. of disappointment. And so in the past, I would say those clouds that were here is this feeling of being disconnected from the joy in your heart and feeling the sense of focusing too much on what hasn't worked out or what hasn't been offered Mm -hmm. and just really like, you know, missing opportunities as a result of of looking too much down right very yeah there's he's not really doing anything he's just sort of in repose maybe a little bit of yeah the weight of the world on his shoulders right and so moving exactly Mm -hmm. that's a great that's a great uh indication there Mm -hmm. a great buzzed word (laughs) self-pity damn it the worst i've never felt before so i'm just guessing yeah Yeah. exactly it's a mystery (laughs) (laughs) and so being in the past that kind of uh connects with the world here which is your major arcana so there is something new that has come forward we have Mm -hmm. the sense of the divine timing here with Mm -hmm. the uh, the sands in the hourglass. We have the the woman who is in the bridal gra- gown mm-hmm. uh, sitting on top of the world. And there's lots of life. And also you think of like the ancestral kind of stuff happening in the background. The world is an indication of a new cycle coming forward that yeah. is very exciting. The Alberta Podcast Network is powered by ATB, and, because of that, it is constantly growing. Representing media creators from all over Alberta, the APN supports and promotes Alberta-made podcasts to connect their audiences with Alberta-based businesses and organizations. 
You can sample these podcasts in the CKUA app. Download it from the App Store or Google Play, and find the network under the More tab. Or just visit the AlbertaPodcastNetwork.com and see for yourself. And that's very unique because it's uh, a skull with three layers pulled away. Yeah. But it's a, a child, and it looks like uh, someone older, maybe a young adult, and then a skull again. Yeah. So it's death, evolution, death. That's exactly it, yeah. right? Time cycles and the mm-hmm. life cycles. So you know with the world, it's like everything is going to turn. There's going to be new things that are coming forward. Mm-hmm. And if this is in your present, which we kind of decided it's going to be, that is what's happening now. And so the new cup coming in, I can say there's something new that's being offered to you or that is here that is really going to change your life and put you on a new path that's going to be joyful. Mm -hmm. So again, world, I think this is something big. This is uh, vocation, Mm -hmm. right? The career that's pulling you forward. Now, moving into your future. Could it be also something that's holding me back? Well, that's what we're talking about here. Okay. The future, the Eight of Swords is a card of fear. It's Mm -hmm. a card of, you know, being very defensive against the unknown, right? So we see the skull and the storm that's happening in the distance, and we have eight soldiers that are holding the swords against it in a defensive position. Mm -hmm. So, and swords are the realm of the mind. So in your heart... You're feeling the disappointment. In your mind, you're feeling the fear and resistance. So that can be the indication here of when new things come, there's going to be perhaps a reminder of this feeling of you're connecting to, oh, but don't get too excited about it because this happened in the past, right? Uh. So I need to be prepared and defensive. Mm Typically, in the Rider Waite deck, this uh, Eight of Swords is portrayed as a woman who has a blindfold, Mm -hmm. and she has her arms tied behind her back, and so she can't move forward. She's stuck, and she doesn't realize that the swords around her are actually, there is a clear path forward, but she feels trapped. Mm. And because it is a sword, I can know this is all happening within the mind. It's not real. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a a tangible experience. It's the sharp thoughts. It's the negativity. It's the fear of failure. It's the fear of if I move, I might go to the wrong path, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just kind of an indication of um, if that resonates for you, Mm -hmm acknowledging that it gives you a little bit more power of oh okay what could be a different path for me then Mm -hmm. what could be the choice and then um what we'll do is i will just ask for an advice card for you on your behalf of how do we move into i guess the freedom to really enjoy this exciting energy that's coming forward in this new cycle Mm -hmm. and it's going to be this awesome so you have an ace of pentacles underneath that so right here um you've got the two aces so this new thing coming in is not only going to have you feeling so excited and joy-filled and connecting to that like playful childhood energy Mm -hmm. but you're getting a new job new money and new 
career unfolding now, here. Now, when you say money and job, all these things are the words that mm-hmm. people always say, oh, I get a new job. Oh, I'm getting money. But the, these are, uh, this is iconography. This is whatever I decide what the That's job exactly and the money it. is. That's exactly it. Yeah. Why is that fucking grasshopper looking at me? Well, it's why interesting is, that you got some nobody, bugs here, yeah, right? Yeah, I got a lot of bugs. Lots of bugs. And the frog. skulls. So pentacles are of the earthly realm. Okay. So that's why it's. this is something that's really happening mm-hmm. in the physical. Um, we think of the pentacles as energy that we uh, receive and also give. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can say this is actually coming into form and it's going to make you feel like this. Mm-hmm. And bring something new. And again, all of this, the world, new cycle, new new emotional uh, expansiveness, and then also material expansiveness as well. Mm-hmm. And then you want to watch out for this, right? Yeah. Keep in mind of the, the obstacles that your mind may put up to the new coming in. And maybe have an open mind of how this new comes to you. This is sort of like... How long has tarot reading been around? Like we're talking. Um, typically, people will say the 1500s is when it became um, really well known, but I think it's much older than that. It's like rolling the bones ostensibly. Totally. And then you, as the, the bone roller. The bone roller. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my business card. <laughs> Lindsay so McNeil, good. bone roller. Why are the prices so high? <laughs> oh, she's a bone roller. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, but this is all, this is like the first, this is like counseling. Yeah. Right? Because I'm deciding what you're meaning. Yeah. And I'm putting the. And you should. Yeah. You want to keep the free yeah. will. Yeah. And I'm, you're giving me, you're, you're, you're basically just, it's like, what I mean by counselor is like a first, like it's a psychiatrist. It's like it's a, it's in a way, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, I'm doing all the work in my head about what this all means to me. Absolutely. And you're just walking me through what all these things are. Pulling the story out, You're not right? telling me anything. No. no. And like. Um, it's not fortune telling. Exactly. Yeah. And it is seeing. And there are things like when I do readings for myself, there's certain cards that keep pulling and I'm like, I don't get what's happening because yeah. this isn't here yet. Yeah. And then it comes and I, oh, I get yeah. it now. Um, but again, I think it goes down to the the bones mm-hmm. of storytelling and seeing mm-hmm. and being a medium, which mm-hmm. I believe all writers are, mm-hmm. a lot of creative people. That's what they're doing, even though if they can't articulate that. And um, Stephen King wrote about that in his great book. I'm sure you've read it in or on writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where it's like, where do these ideas come from? He's like, they're not my ideas. They come to me. They visit me. Mm-hmm. And how do you really utilize that as a writer? Know that you're a medium. Know that you need to be open in a clear channel, right near a window. Mm-hmm. Like, get inspired. Um, it's really no different with tarot. It's just I have s- potential combinations of stories on a card once it's laid out. I can see something that's happening, but I also see past it, and I get messages that come to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Some people are like people don't charlatan. Like, well, some you know? people don't like those words. <laughs> no, they don't like being like things uh, passing through. Like, what is the mind for fuck's sake? Well, Just exactly. a series of, of of images that you're deciphering. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I've been the hyper rational writer. That's like, mm-hmm. I don't believe in that stuff. I mm-hmm. think that's a hippie voodoo mm-hmm. witchy woo woo right mm-hmm. T- totally witchy woo woo yeah. yeah that's the technical which term is also for it. sex ed for witches too yeah 
that. Yeah, yeah. Keep, never mind. <laughs> keep the woo woo clean. Yeah. Uh, um, I would love to take a picture. Yeah, let's take a picture of that yeah. before I start like laying more cards down. Um, but uh, yeah, it can make people uncomfortable. But really, what happens with writer's block is we get in the way. We rationalize yeah. things. Um, I've never had writer's block. That's great. Yeah. So I, you I, were an open channel. Uh, Andrew just gave me the middle finger. Open channel, yeah. right? Well, I've just never really, uh, I've just always known that I can just start writing bullshit. Like sometimes I'll just write fart, poop, 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 fart, fart, poop, poop, and I'm still writing. You know, you want to get the bad stuff out first yeah. before the, the golden farts. nuggets yeah. come. Yes. <laughs> golden nuggets. <laughs> wow. Just a series of weird little weird tangible images. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've never actually, and I'm not bragging, I feel very lucky. Yes. Um. But yeah, so that's really and I also important. like to write in the dark. Do you? I like to like get in a small little cave. I'm like a little terrier. Oh, like see, to... that's very interesting. Yeah. So that's quite mystical. Yeah. So you have a ritual. Yeah, it is very ritualistic. Yeah. I was uh, brought up like confirmed, confessed, baptized, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. And uh, I remember not liking it, not because of God or whatever that was. It was because with the the the, mm-hmm. the priest was telling me that I was going to go to hell if I didn't do A, B, and C. I'm yeah. like, A and B are just happen naturally, and C feels so good. Yeah, I'm not going to take that away from myself. Yeah, <laughs> and plus, I don't think you know, it's all yeah. all this. Uh, we talked about religion. We talked about tarot. Yeah. We talked about belief. It's all unto the vessel. Yep, that is doing the deciphering. Yeah, right? absolutely. And again, we have to do our independent investigation of the truth. Yeah. And so even, and that's the important thing about story, the road we take, mm-hmm. if it leads into darkness, that could be where we're supposed to be at that time. In darkness. Right? Which doesn't mean dial it in. No. You know, like Amy Schumer does that great thing of like white girl spiritualism, yeah. spiritualism where it's like, oh, like I wanted to know if I should be like sleeping with my boss. And then this girl in spin class was just like wearing this shirt that said, just do it. And I'm like, thanks, universe. <laughs> It's like, yeah, when you're full of shit and you're seeking answers to do stuff that you're justifying, it's like you will find the answer you need. (laughs) What's cool about tarot is that it can be interpreted all kinds of different ways. But I often I don't get what I want out of it. I will ask specific questions and pull cards that make me uncomfortable. I will get called out because my intention is for truth. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. And so that's why I have built some faith around this uh, mechanism. And I've used this for writing, too, in a writer's block, because mm-hmm. unlike you, I'm very much in my head and I can criticize and analyze and paralyze myself before I even like get mm-hmm. to the paper. Um, I can use this, right? This becomes a character. Mm-hmm. It's like a downtrodden man. You know, we could even turn this I into a character. I thought he was a, a sailor. For some reason, the pants say sailor to me. Yeah, he, well, I think he's got on. that. He sure does. Yeah. You know, um, he's got a guitar in there too, mm-hmm. musician. Like you can use, you can act like a seer mm-hmm. and just feel what the images say to you and mm-hmm. then use that in a story. Mm-hmm. Right. Andrew, what do you think? Is this good or bad? Two thumbs up. Things are going good. Yeah. I only I only ever want to go towards positive. Very rarely do I let things go to negative. 
And I, like you said, you mm-hmm. can turn something bad into something good. Well, and people like in tarot, they're terrified of the death card, mm-hmm. right? It's they're a like, card, is someone going to die? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Motherfucker's going to die tonight, but it's not the card. We're all going to die. Yeah. That's the that's the shitty end of that stick. That's the most truthful truthful card. Yeah, I but I mean, it's it's change and transition, and mm-hmm. that is more comfortable uncomfortable than death mm-hmm. often, right? Um but I'm also an advocate of, well, how does stagnation feel? Mm. How does certainty really feel at the end of the day when you've got all your little ducks in a row and then your daily experience is the same and there's nothing mm. exciting that's going to come forward? It's like, that's the flat line. That's yeah. true death, that's death yeah. right there. Um, so can the unknown be something that is not so scary? Can it? Are we open to that? You do you do things on your Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Is that more for you? Um, I enjoy it. Yeah. I I do it for other people. Sir, you do things on your Instagram. I do things on uh, Instagram. You do card readings on your Instagram. I do. Yeah. yeah. So I I do that as a service for people, um, mm-hmm. not for myself. Um, even though I get a lot out of it, uh, and it's it's a game playing exercise. It's keeping right? your mind, it's keeping your knife sharp, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, it's a way for them to kind of be exposed to something that they wouldn't normally. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, when I'm transitioning to being in the film industry and having all of these like bizarre contacts from all over the place, and now my feed is like all tarot all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some people are like, ugh, grown. <laughs> Just post a selfie or like <laughs> yeah, the what are you cat. Eating? Yeah, I don't even know. I want to know eating. what you're eating. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's exposing, and so I get a lot of people who are not really into this messaging me and being like, "Okay, how is this continuing to speak to me mm-hmm. on a deep level every freaking day?" Like you're a witch. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and also, obs. yeah. This is how this works, yeah. right? Um, and you know, skeptics will be like, "Well, you can read into anything." And it's what is like, there's th- sure, that's the thing that what's there to be skeptical about? You're not telling me anything. Like no. you're not telling me that this is you're going to die uh, in a car accident when you're 49, uh, and it's going to be like you're going to trample. You know, you're not telling me anything. Well, and I can't what, tell I, you what I mean things. is like you're not telling me concrete stuff. Like you're but not lying to my face about. Why this. don't? Why did you take the photo? Yeah. Of this? Okay. Yeah. Why don't we why don't we test some things? Because I okay. do tell people some things. Yes, but they have they it's up to them to believe it. One hundred percent. Like let's do a yes or no question. Okay, cool. Okay. You gotta ask the I question. Ask question? Okay. And I'm gonna hopefully interpret this accurately. Uh, or get struck by lightning. Now now <laughs> is this something where like do I ask any any question at all? That, sure. Anything that you're comfortable with. Okay. Um Will I will I die with my family around me? Okay. Let's see. Oh my god. Oh, that's so beautiful. Okay, this is called the wish card. Mm-hmm. Um so the 9 of cups as we see here in this depiction, it is uh, a ship that's moving into the unknown waters mm-hmm. with treasure open treasure, all of the chalices. You think of the cups cups that you had, the things that give you great Mm -hmm. joy, you have nine of them. So that is the most beautiful answer to your question of, um, you think of the Vikings being cast off into the waters, Mm -hmm. right? 
when you pass, you will be bringing so much joy and fulfillment and, and be surrounded by love. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That makes Unexpected. Me feel, like, makes I didn't think happy. we'd have like <laughs> you were just like a clear no. answer. No. Yeah. You thought that you were going to pull the fuck no, you idiot card. <laughs> no, but that's. <laughs> Is there a fuck no, you idiot it's, card? It's the. Mm, <laughs> if there had to be, which one would it be? <laughs> uh, which one would it be? The seven of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> the seven of go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Uh, that would be great to yeah. do just like a really angry deck. Yeah. Oh my God. Call it the angry, angry feminist. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like <gasps> death of the patriarchy <laughs> yeah, card. Exactly. So. All of these flaccid penises, what do they mean? <laughs> a bad time. <laughs> exactly. You're going to get dis- a dislocated elbow. <laughs> stretch, stretch your hands. But that's so beautiful, the, yeah. the movement towards the water, right? It's yeah. like the spirit realm. I love that. My wife would want to see that. See, I told you. I told you, Elizabeth, I'm not a fucking jerk. Just kidding. Honey. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Yeah, and typically in the Rider Weight deck, it is the genie card. So it's the Rider, the Rider, Rider Weight, Rider Weight like Rider deck. Yeah, Weight. Yeah, she yeah. did like a horsey riding thing. I just did. So people, right. Yeah, people yeah can't I'm see. not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're such. I thought a, it was implied. You're so in the film industry. <gasps> I'm so they ready for my see it. close it's not up, real. Mr. DeMail. <laughs> Lindsay, this is awesome. Anything you want to uh, add to maybe something? Uh, I usually ask people, "Is there anything you thought I'd ask? Anything you wanted me to ask?" Nothing that I can really think of. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just we've been through uh, the gamut here. We have. Yeah. We even had a long conversation before we even this put on true. the. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, I I would say if anyone is interested in tarot or is a fan of tarot, um, to to get your own deck and play around with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I will say this. Uh, I wasn't skeptical about it. Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical of what people tell me about everything. So. Um, I decided it's to make okay. up my own mind. And at the very least, at the very bottom, yeah, this is very fun. It is fun. Yeah. Absolutely. And that is a great thing to have at the very bottom. Absolutely. And it is what you make it. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're open, you're open. That's right. Do, thanks, dude. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'd like to thank Andrew Paul for producing this episode. I'd also like to thank the Edmonton Community Foundation for the recording space and the support. I'd also also like to thank Nathaniel Sutton of Brother Octopus slash Defend the Rhino slash whatever it is the heck he's working on for the intro music. You can find me at theundad.com or online at theundad on Twitter or just type in theundad on Facebook. Or you can email me at Trent at thetrentwilkie.com. Or you can just see me on the street and give me a way too long hug. Fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Fucking you boned that. I'm a bone roller. I can't believe I didn't put that in there. (laughs) You you just did. (laughs) I'm a bone Bone roller. That's like a shit. Gotta, gotta high go get some bones. Yeah. Oh yeah, we are bone rollers. I'm a bone roller. Yeah, but rolling all the bones. <laughs> Fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do metal, but then I yeah, thought I'd do like shitty like folk. Yeah, but then she'd be like shoegazery. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, huh, but it should huh. be uh. What?
Wilkie Bone Roller or something like real like, oh, country. Oh yeah, like, like a, um, it's not there. That was a shitty yeah. spitball I just threw yeah. out there. But Tungsten Stallhart's Bone Roller. Yeah. Or the Stallhart Bone Rolling. So, yeah. Jeff Johnson's Invisible Bone Rolling Club from Taquito, Mexico, and Taquito isn't even a fucking place. It's a chip. <laughs> fucking wrap your brain around that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That just made me hungry. <laughs> hungry for... Never mind. Taquitos. Taquitos. <laughs> Are they even real? Is anything real? Nothing's real. This is all a dream. I'm going to kill everybody. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> there we go. That worked.